Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And Transcendent this week is going to be talking about an answer to a question from one of our upcoming guests. This is our 20th episode so far, so we thought this would be a good kind of time to take account of what we're doing and everything with the podcast, and I can't believe how successful this has been so far. We're extremely happy with your listenership, with your feedback, and with the fact that we like to see Transcendent growing the way it's growing right now. We are up to number seven, it said we earned, whatever that means. And and like reward number seven, when you set up a podcast app, um, you, you can, there's a lot of different podcast apps out there that you can choose. And we chose our one and they give you little incentives along the way as you are starting your new podcast. And, and so, yes, we, we hit the, the seventh reward thing and we said, Ooh, this is exciting based on how many listeners you get in things. Right. We got up to 200 and once you hit the 250 mark. That that's number seven, they say, and after that, uh, the next one is is number uh, five hundred. When you get five hundred, so. so we're out there uh, encouraging you to share with others, uh, transcendent, and we're happy to tell you a little bit now about why we're doing what we're doing. It, it, we, you and I have talked a lot about this. Uh, we we we've had this. While we're on episode 20, you and I have actually been doing this a lot longer um, because before we got our podcast, we, you and I would come and record podcasts, but we didn't know how to edit them or do anything. So we recorded about a year worth of podcasts of which a handful of those made it into these 20 episodes and a lot of them didn't. Yes. Uh, so, so we had a lot of a lot of preparation, a lot of thinking about this and what do we want to do. And so to actually have this out and have this positive feedback, we're so excited to be able to do this. But we've also come a long ways in terms of thinking about, well, okay, what, you know, when you start off with a podcast, what you think it's going to be about and what it ends up actually being about usually are different. They, you, you you change course slightly. Yes, when we started we said, let's do a podcast, and it's going to be a father-daughter bod- podcast about uh, the LGBTQ community and father-daughter relationships or, or, or LGBTQ person and the parents or the family, and we decided we just wanted to make it something that is going to keep the family together. Mm-hmm. That's where we started. The biggest surprise, certainly for me, was that when we we found that those of you that are resonating the most with our podcast and coming back week after week after week are the people that, uh, many of you are, are friends that we have known, either known directly, um, a friend uh, that I used to go to church with, and uh, my second cousin, and a friend from high school, and uh, people that I used to babysit for, and uh, people in that next circle, friends of uh, the family, and, and people all around. And I expected that we would resonate most with 
uh, LGBTQ people themselves. But what we discovered is that our stories are so interesting, especially for those of you that maybe knew me beforehand, and you never thought that I would transition at all. And all of a sudden, I posted on Facebook one day, guess what? Here's a surprise. <laughs> yes, you did. And my friends are basically, I'm a very social person. And I'm in a, a large circle of people that I know and, and I hang out with. Uh, people in a Rotary Club and in, in a very extended group there. And people that are social friends in a variety of ways. People I play pool with and people that I'm in a Bible study with and people that I know because we just happen to be very close social friends and people that go back in my history as well, even to when I was in high school. So it's a large group of people. You have one of the largest circle, social circles of anyone I know. When <laughs> when I take the test for extrovert versus introvert, I come out at like the, the 55th percentile just over the line of being an extrovert. <laughs> uh, and that's really only because I'm uh, in sales right now. So I'm thinking in terms of when I answer all of those questions about uh, how I interact with people at work. Um, and when I do more introverted kinds of things, I go down a little bit. You are in like the 99th percentile I am. of extrovert. <laughs> uh, I, I rarely have any free time, even though I'm <laughs> retired. I, I, I'm doing something all the time. Every day is filled with activities. But what's nice about being retired, there are acti activities that I choose. It's not something I have to do. And so I'm very active. I rarely just stay at home and do nothing. And the rest of us are all saying, rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, let's tell you let's tell you a little bit about what we've learned so far and what is the reason we're doing this and why we're here. First of all, we did learn a little bit about, and I can share with you about what we know a little bit about our demographic. Our demographic group really is mostly the people who are curious and interested and want to be supportive of the LGBTQ community. They're usually, most of these listeners, the loyal listeners, are mostly from the straight group. I think so. A cisgender, and if you, you don't know what that word means, that just means uh, someone who is not transgender. Um, so oftentimes people that don't are not really around trans people, not really around LGBTQ plus people that often, uh, you, we understand you don't have as much of an opportunity to be able to hear, well, what is it like? But yet, and, and this is the overwhelming uh, positivity that we've got, is we know that our listeners want to be good people. Yes. Want to be supportive and want to be, don't want to be the person creating unnecessary harm or doing, saying something mean, especially unintentionally. You are the person that wants to be helpful and bring healing and be a supportive person. And I, for one, am very, very grateful for that. And I, for two, I'm grateful <laughs> for that. And, and it's why we wanted to do what we're doing. You said something, Dad, as, you, as we were talking, that 
has really stuck with me, and that is as we have dug into this more more than you know when when we first started originally we just kind of wanted to tell our story and see where it would go but we discovered over and over and over again we hear stories about broken relationships and broken families and and people that someone comes out and all of a sudden the family says oh yeah maybe we don't really want you here anymore maybe or we want you here, but it's not like it was anymore. And that that hurts all of us. Oh, it does. As a matter of fact, that's our motivation for this. Our motivation is we know people that we can um, point to, that we personally know, that have had very serious difficulties dealing with their family, to the point of considering or even attempting suicide. There's a lot of that. And part of our motivation here is we're out here to save lives. Not only are we here to save lives, but we're here to save the relationships because it's so important. One of the statistics we just came up with that we found interesting is that people who have been rejected by their families, uh, are are uh, are really at a much greater health risk. Uh, Raya, what do you know about that? Yes, yes, so you found this study. It's not actually just one study. This is a a review of a lot of different studies. Let's see. The, from Cornell this, University in uh, upstate New York. Yes, from Cornell. Uh, the research team screened more than a thousand. Excuse me, more than eleven thousand titles and read more than thirteen hundred peer reviewed studies in order to identify. Uh, those that address the question, what does the scholarly research say about the effects of discrimination on the health of LGBTQ people? And of course, they discovered that not only are the effects noticeable, but they're much worse than we originally uh, uh, anticipated. Uh, that the uh, anti-LGBTQ discrimination increases all kinds of risk, poor mental health, poor physical health, Depression, anxiety, suicidality. Is that, am I saying that word right? Uh, it may be a word you, you made up, and I'm going to see if I can have that I put into the right. dictionary. Yeah, no, I think that, the, I think I'm saying it right. <laughs> um, PTSD, substance use, and even cardiovascular disease. Yes. You wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't think that that would be, you know, because what, what the only thing that I have different is that I have a different gender presentation, and that affects my heart. Oh, that is not fair. Not because of that, but it's because of the emotional baggage that you're carrying with it. The, uh, the, the hurt and all of that, it clearly has a physical effect. I know for me, one of the advantages that I had, and it's also a disadvantage, uh, is that I transitioned relatively later in life. Uh, now it's seven years ago now for me, but that still was as I was an adult and had lived a large part of my life without undergoing any of those kinds of issues. And so when I first started, I, so I have the 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 advantage and the disadvantage that I never got to live the life that I wanted to live beforehand. But I've also lived a life thinking that 
I wasn't part of the LGBTQ community, thinking that I was an outsider until I realized, oh, I'm actually an insider. And this was an interesting piece to discover, is that discrimination is linked to health harms even for those who are not directly exposed to it, just because of the presence of discrimination, stigma and pre uh, prejudice, create a hostile social climate that taxes individuals' coping resources and just contributes to minority stress. So even if you have the most supportive family in the world, and thankfully I do, even if everyone around you is sunshine and roses all the time, just being a part of the community puts you at a greater health risk. Yes, it, it does. That's an interesting study. So that is really a big part of our motivation. We really want to do everything we can to preserve the relationships and certainly to save lives and uh, I think we've done a little of that already. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. And I, I feel like the, the thing that I'm most excited about with you, and, and, uh, and our relationship has improved a lot through this, not that it was ever bad, but um, I'm really glad to be able to do this with you because I feel like you have been, not number one, the, the most uh, supportive person in my life through this transition. But I think a real model to anybody else out there uh, of what is the right way to deal with it when a loved one comes out? Because you didn't have everything right. And even now, there are times where you, you, you um, somebody said, oh, well, you missed this thing or you got that thing. There's still times. Of course. And yet, and of course, nobody is, is perfect, but... Well, I, I'm close. Get <laughs> right in there, yeah. But you have always, always, always said, I'm going to bring positivity to this. And you do that in everything that you do. You do that everywhere you go. You're always a voice of positivity. God has blessed me with that nature. But in this circumstance, it can be so hard because I, I know many Probably most of my friends that are in the LGBTQ community struggle with depression, struggle with anxiety at much higher rates, much higher rates. It is very rare to find one of my friends in, in this community that doesn't struggle with those things. And uh, they struggle with those often, mostly not of their own making. It's not of their own making that that happens. I think one of the things that I, I I feel that many people don't understand yet, and I didn't understand it in the beginning, but I understand it now, and that is the person that comes out really has no choice. I didn't understand that. I remember back in one of our very first podcasts, you said, you think it's something I thought, oh, well, gee, I'd, I'd like to do that. This is a great idea. <laughs> no, it was that. That was not what you thought. I, I sat down and you I, made with a, yourself. I, made, I made a pros and cons list and I said, this would be a really, you know, I, I made a list of fun things to do. go to Disney World. And, you know, I'd like to go visit uh, Washington, D.C. And I think I'd like to be transgender. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sure you didn't. No, not at all. It, and it was, as you and I have talked about that year, 
especially for me, that year leading up to my transition was the hardest year that I have ever gone through. People that saw me, when, when the, people said after the fact, I knew something was going on and I knew you were not in a good place, but I had no idea what. And I can tell you that people who are now very supportive of you, I can think of some people who were trying to talk you out of that idea. And it wouldn't have been the right answer for you. It would have been more depression. It would have been that same year squared. Uh, it was, And that's why that year was so hard is because I tried everything. I tried everything I could. I wanted desperately not to transition. And I, I, I sat down with you and we, we talked about that conversation, but that conversation had been so important when I sat down with you in your office and, and you said to me, you said, you need to do whatever it takes to be there for your kids. And if that means that you need to transition, then you need to transition. And that was the first time that I thought about it as I'm doing a disservice to my kids if yeah. I transition to I'm doing a disservice to them if I don't. Right. Yeah. And look at you now. You're that you're that that the same person, but you're considerably happier. Much you're, happier. Yeah. You yeah. you you are the person that you're meant to be. In and every bit the nerd that I ever was before. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's true. So <laughs> now uh, we look at why are we doing this? We're trying to seek to understand and take that information that we have and share it with you to help you understand as well. Yes, there are a lot of things I don't understand yet. I don't understand everything. I like to think I do, but I understand enough to know I'm a lot happier as well, just knowing that you're happier. And when you're not happy, I'm the parent. It makes me feel sad. When uh, thinking of my own kids, if one of my kids I know is really longing for something, Obviously, I want to give them give that to that, you know, whether it is uh, they're really hoping that they can fulfill a dream or do uh, do whatever they want to. I want them to be happy. We all want one another to be happy. And that's why we want to pursue positive relationships together. Yes. Yeah, so when I, I started by saying one of, the, of our of our upcoming guests said, uh, who is your audience? And that's what we're really telling you here. Who's our audience? We've discovered it wasn't who we thought it was originally. Our audience is those of you out there who are trying to understand. Those of you out there who are supportive and want to be more supportive. Those of you out there who, who want to um, be um, open and um, understanding and, 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 and not not going off in the wrong direction and uh, that means a lot to us we are reaching you and, and we thank you very much for the feedback you've given us on that and by the way the feedback that i've received mostly in person from people that i know has been very heartwarming for me 
to know that we are reaching you. But what we want more is feedback, more feedback from you. And you can do that by reaching us through transdescendant.com. Transdescendant at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, I think we probably will end up getting that, that website at some point. But as it is right now, we're still early on. They haven't, haven't actually gotten that yet. But we would love to hear what you have to say. And, and we do. We are hearing from you. And, and we're grateful for all of your responses and all of the positive comments and feedback that we get. One of the things we just learned recently is that there are uh, times now when we think we're about ready to go on the road. We've had requests, and there's been some interest in that, and we are going to make some personal appearances at some of the organizations around around the state here because we're not ready to travel throughout the country. But around the state, we're going to hit a few places where and we're at the point now where we've just graduated to bringing in guests and having the guests that share a little bit more of their uh, uh, experiences that they've had. And I think that you're going to find that uh, the next year, well, everything coming from here on out, you're going to find is going to be a lot more targeted because we have now shared with you how we think we've defined our audience and we're ready to continue to target to you what you're looking for we are so grateful to have you here with us thank you again for listening and we're really excited for next week we've got a great guest we'll let you know who that is next week because you're going to introduce her <laughs> we will talk to you then oh.